0: Welcome to Shaman Sister Sessions, episode 33, Freedom, Interdependence, and the State of the Nation. I'm Michelle Hawk, and I'm here with my shaman sister, Catherine Bird. This podcast offering was born out of our dear friendship, our deep conversations about life, the universe, and everything, what it means to be a Spiritual mentor and a healer in this world, and eventually deciding to make these conversations available to you, the public, and fellow soul seekers on the path. Thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to this 4th of July special episode where we're delving into a little bit into freedom. And the idea of independence and interdependence and the implications for what those concepts truly mean for us as the collective consciousness who are together on this journey called life. So, Kat, how are you doing?
1: I'm amazing. I'm just, I'm a little, um, I've been, it's, I've been, there's been a lot going on. I've been very busy. I um, haven't really had a lot of like just, down rest nothing um recently so um I'm definitely feeling a little bit of that I just finished a, a session from you know like a three-hour session since 9 a.m and I usually wow. work until 11 a.m so um definitely kind of you know pushing a little bit in lots of different areas so I'm 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 good I'm here <laughs> I can definitely feel myself like
0: Okay, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed a really magical few days. uh, And yesterday I took pretty much completely off. I worked a very small amount, but um, today I I have a couple of appointments lined up. So it's not really a holiday for me. But um, let's drop into freedom as kind of our first exploration. I know this is something that we talk a lot about in um, in, in the spiritual community, you know, what is freedom, the freedom to do whatever, what does it mean to be truly free, to be free of karma? And this is something, um, you know, the reason that we're talking about this today is, uh, we have, you know, this national holiday, the Independence Day, right? And, but what does that truly mean from the, spiritual perspective and from the perspective of the seeker and from someone uh, you know here we're looking at what is not only the role of in our own personal development of consciousness but for the collective as well. So let's drop into freedom a little bit.
1: Yay, um, yay freedom. Yay. Uh, and you know my uh, my numerology is a five which is freedom and, um, you know, one of the things that I've, you know, always known about myself is that freedom is very important and that freedom, a lot of times in the past, I've, um, I felt like the the only way for freedom to happen is for like to push against, right. Mm-hmm. You have to rebel and kind of push against whatever is kind of the status quo and, um, like, do the opposite in order to get freedom. Like, there is this very contrarian sort of experience of freedom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think that a lot of us as spiritual seekers kind of have that. We come out of maybe, um, you know, cultures and homes and stuff where there was more constriction, and so we need to like open and get really big and blast everything out in order to have that sensation of freedom. Um, but then also through my own you know inner work and 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 really looking like looking at my neurology is is freedom is through discipline which has always been you know more of a challenge for me uh, even though i have um, then started to reorganize my thoughts around discipline into devotion mm-hmm. and to find the devotionary acts that that actually by doing create freedom in my life so I think that for me personally, there's been a shift from like freedom means you get you're just you do whatever all the time, and it's completely just like, you know, chaos magic sort of experience of freedom in in, you know, and really going through so many different processes of learning specific modalities and techniques and, and processes whereby we achieve freedom, spiritually, physically, emotionally, um, through a structured experience, mm. a discipline, through doing something over and over again, or you know, doing something that's very uncomfortable, that feels constrictive, that doesn't feel like freedom at all, and that through that constriction and like, ugh, then we actually get to breathe and open into a new level and awareness of freedom within ourselves.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I've definitely witnessed you, and also been on some of that journey myself over the last couple of years, of the discipline, devotion—you know, kind of two sides of that same coin—and I love that. You know, that that was one of my big themes over the last year of devotion, um, and freedom for me. Yes, I hear you on the structure, and uh, for me, I want to add in my interpretation: the element of flow. Being in alignment with the energies that are flowing and being a clear channel. Because I hear you, I think, especially in as people are going through an awakening or as people are claiming the parts of who they are, or again, pushing against having that resistance against societal norms or what we are taught to believe or taught to be, there's almost an overcorrection to the other side of oh freedom means i get to do whatever the fuck i want and be really explosive and all over the place with how the choices that we're making and um you know the rebel right is one of the archetypes of uh, that is really associated with freedom and yet that it's it's a small piece of freedom and what i have found you know freedom is really truly being in alignment with what yes it is what I want but it's not in a frenetic way it's in a very focused way where I'm not exploding my energy all over the place to disperse it to a million different things it's no I am claiming this is the path With which I am aligning myself, and how can I most effectively and efficiently align my energies with the currents that are already in place in order to have the freedom to surrender and the freedom to be supported in where I'm directing my energy? So that ties in also uh, with our last couple of episodes that we did on cycles of power. So, for those of you who missed our cycles of power episodes, uh, there was some really good information in there. And freedom is. Uh, we talk a lot and I feel called and being tapped on a little bit, you know, I'm getting some guidance here to talk about the slavery clause. I think this came up, this may have come up in a previous episode. Kat, do you remember, uh, did I tell you about this at all? I don't
1: think so. I don't no? think so. Okay. Me so.
0: This is a, based on a channeling that I did maybe six months ago or so where, The slavery clause that is written into the contract of every single human who is born on earth during this time, and by this time, you know, when whenever we're receiving uh, messages about oh, this is currently relevant to humanity, you know, we're kind of looking at thousands of years on either side, right? And so, over the last several thousand years, and probably you know, continuing into the future, every Human who has been born on earth has had a slavery clause written into their soul contract again This is based on uh, some deep channeling work. I did um, last year sometime and Part of I remember when I learned that oh You know we we all have this slavery clause in our soul contract I remember hearing that and asking well do I have that clause in my soul contract And I was shown my soul contract, and yes, in as a matter of fact, I do. I have this slavery clause written into my soul contract, but it was faded. It was, it's like someone had erased it poorly, but I could still see this, where this slavery clause was. And I asked why that was the case, and they're saying... Part of the work that humans are doing now, again, you know, over this period of thousands of years, is erasing the slavery clause and replacing it with a sovereignty clause. So as we collectively do the work, we individually do the work to erase our clause of slavery and replace it with one of sovereignty, again, you know, kind of coming back to freedom, spiritual freedom, and claiming our... uh, You know, our place as divine embodied beings and our sovereign selves, we get to replace the slavery contract. And I said, Well, why is it not? uh, You know, I was asking my guides, Why is it not erased completely? And they said, As long as one being on earth has this slavery clause still intact in their contract, this slavery clause will exist for every being on earth. And so that really speaks to again our process, our individual process is deeply tied to the collective process. As we work in uh, in our efforts for sovereignty, in our efforts for freedom, yes, we're benefiting ourselves, but we are, you know, we're planting the seed of freedom and the seed of sovereignty in all beings. And yet, we are not truly free and sovereign until all beings are truly free and sovereign
1: absolutely that's beautiful michelle yeah and um you know something that we you know obviously probably aren't aware of and um you know don't have access to that as as information and you know it's also you know something i know that that i've been working with recently is feeling into Um, and doing a lot of deep soul recoding around, um, you know, an indentured servant contract that, that, you know, encoding in my system that I've had Um, and, you know, really going in and and re rewriting that and um, shifting that on a, on a very deep level. And so, you know, a lot of us are, are sort of, know we get stuck and we're like well why like why can't I figure out how to make any money and why am I always in these relationships and why does my life feel so this contraction in this way like I don't have freedom and yet my code you know for me it's like freedom is my thing right so you know the lessons that we're here to learn If I'm here to learn freedom you know I'm coded to learn freedom of course part of what I'm going to come in with is, is some sort of essence and experience of not being free and needing to navigate through that process of, of finding freedom within myself mm-hmm. and, you know, healing and, and shifting the, the stuff that's being held within my system that has to do with freedom. And then also because that is such an intrinsic part of me that um, you know, my work is a reflection of that. So my work in the world, you know, it's like when we know what one, you know, if something is part of who we are, then it, it helps us realize how that our work, um, you know, is, is, um, informed by that, that part of us, right? Like I'm very interested in, in people having freedom in their lives and, Um, you know, even in like, I don't, I don't want people to feel like they're reliant on me as a practitioner and I I want to empower people to do their practices and to do their work and to, to to build their businesses and to do everything they need to do to have that sensation of freedom for themselves. Not like, oh, I have to keep, you know, going to this one person forever to, in order to feel freedom. Mm -hmm. It's intrinsic to who we are. It's it's within our natures to learn how to navigate freedom for ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We've thrown out a few terms here that are all really deeply related. So the idea of freedom, empowerment, and sovereignty. These are all really deeply intertwined concepts. Uh, you know, freedom... And the nature of freedom and interdependence and independence, you know, we're bringing that in too because it's Independence Day, right? And, uh, and going back to the collective consciousness aspect of this work where, you know, you are doing work to bring freedom to yourself and empower yourself to have freedom and empowering your clients to build the structures that they need to be truly free. That's one of the things that shows up in my work too is how, um, how can we clear those karmic signatures that keep us tied to vows of servitude, vows of poverty, whatever agreements, soul contracts and agreements we have to not be free, that's a big part of what we're doing collectively in the healing work of uh, of all society at this time. Interdependence and independence, I want to shift our attention to. Today is called Independence Day and... I feel, first of all, and I don't really resonate with a lot of the national holidays, quite honestly. I'm just like, okay, you know, great, big deal. And uh, part of it is I work for myself, so I don't really take days off anyway, unless they're my own personal holidays. But also I look at what is what is the spirit, the original spirit of the holiday, and how is it still celebrated or relevant, or how is it not super relevant or not super helpful? So I remember over the last several years really kind of having a problem with the idea of Independence Day, something that, you know, we're celebrating nationalism, we're celebrating, um, you know, the original spirit was celebrating sovereignty, celebrating freedom, like true freedom of expression, celebrating religious freedom, celebrating, um, you know, again, that victory of Releasing, you know, from the op- oppression and that resistance that was going on, that was an example of Kat. What you were mentioning at the very beginning of our episode, where freedom that comes through resistance and freedom that comes through the uh, the I forget what word you used exactly, but the pressing against, right? And yet, the meaning of that really has been lost and been shifted. And this, you know, the idea of independence. I think in especially in Western culture, look at the the ideals that we grow up with, where people are, you know, we it's idealized to be independent, to say I don't need anybody, to be separate, to move out of your parents' house by the time you're 18, whether you're you know grounded and financially stable or not. And in this day and age, most people are not, um, or to you know, or severely in debt, or to not ask for help, or to be so fiercely invested of, I'm independent, I can take care of myself, that you have a whole neighborhood where every single house owns a lawnmower, but okay, maybe the neighborhood can share a lawnmower, right? So this idea of glorified independence and separation, I feel like is really part of that overcorrection that we were talking about of freedom, kind of in that direction of chaos a little bit like freedom to do whatever I want, as opposed to channeled freedom. What thoughts do you have about that? Independence, interdependence?
1: Well, I think that it's, you know, just like we said, that overcorrection, like that's our tendency, right? Is that we swing wildly from one direction to the other, Mm -hmm. um, hoping that somehow we're going to end up, you know, at the sweet spot. And the sweet spot actually is a lot of work. And, um, you know, like, there's a lot of unconscious behaviors and uh, you know, that we're looking at, you know, we're looking at all those things, right. That, okay, well, none of us are sharing anything. So basically it's become this, you know, encouraged, um, you know, this encouraged independence based on consumerism Mm. that we all have our own car and we all have our own house and we all have our own everything and nobody shares anything. And, um, you know, the, the resources are doled out to if you have this much money, you get this. And this is what you get if you're poor. And, um, you know, so we stop relying on each other. And just as in the same when we t- and then people are lonely, and they're cut off, they have no connection. You know, we have a lot of older people that are just dying alone. And we have a lot of parents who are trying to work three jobs because they're, you know, they're disconnected from community and family and they don't have They don't feel like they have support. You know, we see so many people that are medicating uh, self-medicating or whatever kind of medicating they're doing because they don't have the social interactions and structure to be able to support them in feeling a sense of actual freedom where you feel like, wow, I'm so free that I have like support in my life and I have friends and I have companionship and I have love and like how much that feels, fills up your heart with freedom. And instead we're like, okay, you know, freedom means how much money can you make? And then you're in this little mansion behind a gate by yourself all alone. Or, you know, if you're not able to make money, then you're kind of in this little apartment All alone, and um, you know, the connections we lose those connections. So, you know, is it possible that we're at this point in this place where, you know, maybe through tougher circumstances than we might like, we are called to start to, you know, create, recreate a connected society for ourselves? Not that it's going to be given to us. Because our government seems to have been taken over by, you know, people who are making money and us being disconnected makes more money. It sells all kinds of things when we're disconnected. So it's, it seems that it's up to us to actually make the shifts in the way that we live and the way that we interact with each other to support this interdependence experience. Instead of feeling like I'm so in this all alone, I'm the only one on this path that, you know, when something goes wrong, there's nowhere to turn except for like, you know, committing suicide or taking drugs or, you know, whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interdependence. I think it's not necessarily an intuitive path where, oh, I can actually create more freedom in my life through structure, through relationships, through connections, you know, let's, Uh, And that's some of the work that I think we're doing is redefining freedom, you know, and redefining the way in which we get there. I remember a few months ago having a really beautiful conversation with a brother of mine, a a dear medicine brother, who for years has been working for a nonprofit, been really doing amazing work with uh, supporting teenagers in mindfulness and meditation. So doing beautiful work, you know, deep service work. And yet he had to work not only that job, but, you know, at least one, maybe two other jobs in order to support himself. And he was barely making any money and not able to support some family members who really needed uh, needed some financial support, not able to show up the way he wanted to in partnership with his amazing partner And not able to, he was not free, even though he was doing something he loved really deeply, he was, there was no room for him to actually live the way that he wanted to live. So he ended up quitting those jobs, you know, and stopping working for the nonprofit. And he got a job working, I don't know exactly what he's doing now, but he has, you know, he has a salary, it's more of a corporate job. And he is telling me he feels better than he's felt in a long time because he's aligning himself with different energies where this is the structure that I created for myself to have this job and I get to, you know, have this job which feeds me financially, which, uh, you know, I have off hours now when he's working all these other jobs, you know, he didn't have any time off and he would come home and still be working and not be able to, uh, to participate in his life and his partnership. He says, Now I have, you know, really clear this is when I'm working, this is when I'm not working. And then I come home and it's a practice in devotion to show up to my partner, to show up to my home, to clean my house. It's a really beautiful freedom that he's allowed to actually live the way that he wants to live through this structure that he created for himself. He's also finding that he's much more available to create community connections. He has more free time. He has more energy to invest in his social network, his social interactions, and and actually spend time with the people whom he enjoys. So I found that so... It made so much sense to me, and it made also a, you know a lot of sense when he was telling me he was receiving some pushback from a few people who were saying, "No, you can't quit this job because you're doing such amazing work with these teenagers and uh, and really you know placing the priority on the the service and the work, and yet there's so much more freedom that is created in his life through this structure and through being you know kind of prioritizing the community, prioritizing, taking care of, you know, the family and everything, and ultimately weaving that web of interdependence where he gets to support people financially now. He wasn't in a position to do that earlier. He gets to spend more time with these people. So again, it's like this almost counterintuitive of am I, you know, in what ways am I sacrificing freedom in order to create more freedom to actually live the way that we want?
1: Yeah. 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 Um, and I think that like, I think the lesson of that is that it's, it's, it's often outside the box. It's often the thing that we don't think to do. Mm-hmm. It's the, like, okay, well, this doesn't make any sense um, thing to do that might give us the thing that we're, we're looking for. And you know, for some people that's having a job and for some people that's quitting the job and for some people mm-hmm. that's you know going and living in a community and for some people that's you know absolutely not living in a community is going and make me feel free. So it's um you know allowing that each personal journey is like I mean that's that independence piece, right? That you get to decide not just Like, not just what your parents are saying or your community is saying or, you know, even, you know, what your friends or or other advisors might be saying, but what's really, really, truly true for you in your heart.
0: Mm -hmm. And what, uh, one of the things I keep coming back to where freedom to me means clear flow of energy. What is the way in which you, yourself, your system is the most free to be a conduit for energy, to be a conduit for your purpose, your joy and your love here on earth? And again, that's going to look different for everybody. So Kat, like you were saying, you know, for some people, freedom means living in community and and having that support. And for some people, freedom means living alone. That's, you know, a really good and relevant example, I think, as a lot of people are shifting by financial necessity towards community living models and, you know, reclaiming that aspect of interdependence. It's really important and viewers, this is where I'll kind of invite you to take a moment now and actually always like do this, you know, all the time, take a moment to assess your energy systems and really ask yourself, when do I feel the most free? Like, what does freedom mean for me? When do I feel the most clear? When are my systems, the most empowered and grounded and clear and centered so that I can freely conduct energy through my body, through my energetic sphere, in the most efficient and effective way in order to be in alignment with my purpose and in alignment with the way that I want to be living my life? These are some deeply relevant questions. And, you know, Kat, I, I know we always find ourselves coming back to the awareness component in pretty much every single episode Because that's where it all starts is awareness of what is truly the most compatible means of running your energy through your system to empower yourself to claim true freedom.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: yes. Yay. Hmm. Like we should do a little exercise or something, but I'm not sure what (laughs) like. I'm not sure like a journaling or something. Okay, go for it. I don't know, maybe just what I said, and maybe you know, people, if you're watching this on YouTube later, you can go back and do that as a journaling exercise. Okay, that's, yeah, optional homework. If you feel like doing that as a journaling exercise, I think that would be really beneficial, and I'm actually going to do that myself later. Okay, repeat it again. I don't remember what I said. It was (laughs) was, uh, something along the lines of assessing your systems to... Call awareness to when uh, when do I feel the most free and clear? Like when are my energies clear, grounded, centered, and full so that my so that I can most freely and efficiently conduct energy through my body in order to be in alignment with my joy, love, and purpose. Yes. There you go. That's okay. a journaling prompt. Sure. Mm-hmm. Exercise. Yeah.
1: So, you know, we've talked about um, you know, sovereignty a couple of times, you mentioned it. And, um, you know, this is one of the most important aspects of, of being able to do, um, you know, very deep, uh, spiritual work and healing work and, um, you know, working with others, you know, having clients, um, you know, working with, with spirits, if you're called to work with spirits, uh, our sense of sovereignty is one of those most vital, important pieces, which is, um, uh, you know, staking the claim of of the I am, and um, that that I am the only one in li- allowed inside of this body as I choose. If I am making the decisions about my life. I am um, in in control of the spiritual experience of the healing experience that I'm having or facilitating and, uh, you know, utilizing that sense of sovereignty to then allow us to play, um, that without that very solid sense of a sovereign self, um, we often get in trouble. We, we pick up hitchhikers and get, you know, energetic debris dragging us down. And, um, you know, for those of us who maybe came from a place where that sense of self was not encouraged or, you know, it wasn't okay to be expressive of like who you are or, um, you know, boundaries, you're not allowed to have your, your boundaries aren't going to be respected in this house. Um, reinstating and, and even just that proclamation of I am a sovereign being I am a sovereign being I am a sovereign being on a very regular basis to start to build that within the system is of of huge importance um, because the freedom that we're seeking the spiritual freedom the the ability to you know maybe work with guides or healing spirits or to have these very deep meditations Um it it, you know that's like soaring right it's playing it's this sense of freedom of of a boundlessness in a certain kind of way and the the more you know we've talked about this before um we talked about this a lot on our episode around shamanic journeying and astral traveling around you know being able to really blast off and do these spiritual adventures takes a very deep sense of sovereignty that that independence of self in the world of owning who we are and having that very strong tether into into our physical body and into our form that's going to keep us very safe and grounded and held through our awakening processes and our spiritual experiences
0: mm, absolutely the container also that is held for that to take place uh, I think a really good example was, yeah, ex- exactly, our sh- uh, our episode on shamanic journey and astral travel for sure. Also, you know, in, sort of immediately relevant when we, uh, we did our episode last week on integration, having just come off of this very deep, profound ceremony. During the ceremony, there was enormous freedom to play and to soar and to interact with these really profound energies in a very deep way. And that freedom was there because of the care and the precision that was taken in crafting the boundaries in a very structured, very, not rigid, because it, it, it wasn't like a, there was this stiffness there, but it was a really solid container that then allowed enormous expansion and depth and freedom. So again, I think you know coming back to the practice right you know for those i know many of the people who watch this uh watch this show are spiritual seekers healers practitioners i uh, you know shamans in various modalities etc and it, there is so much freedom that comes from again. Kat, going back to one of the very first things you said, the discipline and the devotion, the the rules that are there for a reason, not just for the sake of dogma. That's where we get into the the rules and the the practices as oppression, but the rules that are there to create structure to allow for even greater expansion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Well said. So, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. We kind of keep coming back to this point around, um, you know, shifting our own internal awarenesses around chaos, freedom, um, to having like what what happens when I add some structure to my experience so Mm -hmm. that I'm able to. Um, allow surrender, right? Allow myself to surrender into this experience of what what freedom is for my life. Um, you know, I see a lot of of healers who, you know, they get the message they're a healer. They maybe go study some energetic modalities or physical bodywork modalities, um, and then have just enormous struggle with everything else you know and um the truth is that the it's the everything else that often is the the make it or break it as far as being successful being able to feed yourself and clothe yourself and have a place to live as far as being uh you know being a healer it's the hours and hours that you spend putting in on um the stuff that we don't want to, to spend our time on, which is like, you know, sitting down in front of the computer and building the website and networking and marketing and sales and, and, um, you know, administrative work and sending notes to people and following up and responding to emails quickly. And like all of these things that we're like, Oh, I want to be a healer. Um, you know, or, or I want to be a coach. I have somebody the other night was talking about wanting to be a coach and it was like, Oh, well I'll just go and take this training and they're going to help me. You know, they're, they're like, they're going to give us tools on finding your first five clients. And I'm like, then they'll be great. I have a business. I'm like oh, that would actually work. It's actually, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things on cultivating clients and relationships and building collaborations and, and you know, a lot of, of times when you're sitting with the work that has to be done and being like wow this is is not this is this sucks like I don't even want to be doing this right now Mm -hmm. on the other hand you know I've been through that so many years of like building businesses and and working and doing all this stuff and now like Even though sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm working way too much because I've just overscheduled myself, but I still, there's this sensation inside of me that's like, oh my gosh, how much freedom that I have that I get to, I get to take a day off whenever I want, really. If I really want, if I really wanted to have called and just canceled everything today, I could have. And yeah, but you never
0: do that. But I never do that that either. But the possibility exists.
1: Possibility exists. I can plan a vacation. I can take a trip. I can, I can do what I love because I love my work. So that in itself, that that feels like so much freedom to me that I get like, Oh my gosh, I get to do this for a living. Like, I get to sit and help somebody channel through their galactic guide like are you kidding that's so much fun
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and that feels like freedom to me but if I didn't hadn't spent the you know all these last years like okay I've got to figure out how to write copy I've got to figure out how to put this get this website up I've got to figure out how to do this and this and this and this um, which is very structured, is very kind of mundane. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here in this expansion of freedom. And in the same sort of that same vein, I also see a lot of healers and stuff getting into this work and are struggling so hard because they're good at the work, but they're shit at doing a practice. They, they can't get themselves to do the meditations or do anything, yoga, qigong, tai chi, like whatever it is that's going to support them in their lives. Like they're just like, I'm not doing the stuff. And that makes it really hard to advance in this work. Um, it takes that structure and discipline. And I have pushed against it so hard, my whole like ugh, so much. But the one thing I've, I've learned is that that piece around the discipline, around holding the energy, around seeing how much energy you can have inside your body mm-hmm. and holding it in there until it's so fucking uncomfortable that you, you know, that's really the only way that we're going to be able to hold space for people and do the work that's being called to be done
0: right now. Yeah. Kat, let's share some of our practices, some of our structures that we have in place with our people. So, you know, just to give an idea of what, how have we set ourselves up in order to be in alignment with freedom? So uh, for me, some of my practices, I have my personal practices and I have my business practices as well. Some of my personal practices are, uh, you know, being really cognizant of my nutrition and my sleep. Those are practices in devotion and discipline, but, you know, really devotion. What am I feeding myself? Keeping track of what I'm eating and noticing, uh, you know, per the recommendation of a nutritional therapist friend of mine, I started keeping a a food journal several months ago, like six months ago or so. So I was able to track when I eat this kind of food, my body feels this way. And that made it so glaringly obvious to me the things that I can be offering myself in devotion in order to feel the most energetic and free and expansive. Uh, being really protective of my sleep schedule and really honoring, you know, when I need to sleep, honoring my cycles during the day when I feel like I have the most energy. So I tend to, uh, I don't take my first appointment before 11 o'clock in the morning, usually 10 at like the earliest because I'm spending those first couple of hours in the day journaling. And running, those are two of my very important personal practices where I will sit and journal and meditate, and then I'll go run and put it in my body. So whatever I was just journaling about, then when I'm running, I move it from here, because when it's journaling, you know, even if it's intuitive journaling, it's still up here in the upper chakras, and then I'll breathe it down as I'm running. So I will then bring the energy of whatever I was journaling about into my body, ground it all the way into my sacral and my root chakras. Those are some of my really fundamental personal practices. Uh, admittedly, I could be a little bit more consistent with receiving body work and energy healing. That's something that I am currently building into my devotion practice of remembering. Oh, that's right! It feels really good when I get massages and when I go support myself uh, in devotion through receiving as well. On the business front, uh, yeah, these you know, cat pretty much everything that you listed about having the website having a newsletter doing um, this is a, a structure you know this podcast that we create every week together yes it is a joy and we love doing it and it's also part of a structure of supporting both of our businesses and creating new content every week so um, that yeah following uh, all the normal business stuff all the accounting and emails and the phone calls and you know the whole list of all of that that uh, isn't my favorite thing to do either. And yet when I treat it as this offers me the freedom to do the thing that I love most in the world, which is diving deep into my healing work, then it makes it that much easier for me to spend all those hours in front of the computer doing things that otherwise I would never be caught dead doing. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So for me, um kind of the same some of that same stuff around food around um, n- you know supplementation and nutrition and sleep for sure sometimes like I need so much sleep, it's ridiculous, and sometimes i i I don't get as much sleep as I should um, but you know that's 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 my my um one of my places and um but as far as my, like in the, my practice in the morning is, um, you know, to, to read prayers. I have at least, I read at least three prayers out loud in the morning and um, I do some sort of physical energetic practice every morning. So I get my yoga mat out. I kind of have this like 10 songs that I listen to almost the same every day. And the different songs sort of, they, they're randomized, but the different songs sort of have like these different practices that I've sort of been playing with them with. And, um, you know, then being able to kind of sit and uh, just be present and, and I don't do anything. I don't have any client calls before 11 a.m. Usually today was 9 a.m. was like super insanity for me, it just never happens. But it was a must-have happen experience, so um, I'm very uh, conscious of timing on things. I I try to build days off into my uh, weekly uh, schedule. I know that's something I never used to do. Um, I was like, I just I can't I can't do that because people need to see me, and I started to realize more and more that if I just take things off my calendar, like they just I mean, they don't know, they don't know whether I'm busy and I'm seeing people or if I'm taking a day off, like either way, they're not getting a session. So they're okay to wait a couple days. Like, Mm -hmm. um, to not freak out over that was huge for me and to be like, okay, it's safe for me to take some time off. Um, you know, uh, the structures, uh, for my business of, um you know being committed to sit down and actually like I have a um online list of stuff that I have to do and are in progress and are done and so I have times when I I sit down and I just hammer out that list and um you know there's you know there's also a lot of structure in um, you know, in my work and, in, in clean, clearing myself and doing clearing practices mm-hmm. and invoking, uh, the spirits and guides to come in and, and do the work and also closing the space at the end. And, um, you know, there's, there's structure there, even though a lot of my work sometimes seems like, Oh, it's now, now this is happening and now this is happening. And, um, there's a lot of intuition and a lot of guidance that's happening but it's within a container of some kind of structure and those pieces so all of those things even though for me it took a long time for me to see that this was true that that structure of life and the discipline the devotion being committed those pieces as have assisted me in this experience of free having freedom in my life and being mm. able to kind of like live this amazing life that I super love.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know. And also you're a little bit better than I am about consistently making appointments for yourself to receive regular body work and energy work. You know, that's something that I've witnessed you do and kind of made a mental note of like, oh, that's something that Kat is, is doing cats getting acupuncture I should go get acupuncture that's right I haven't had acupuncture in like two years so that's oh my god acupuncture is so good it's so good and I love it and I know that right it's so (laughs) good yeah and
1: I think another thing that we can um speak to is that uh is asking for help yeah and um seeking guidance seeking mentors seeking teachers um you know I just spent this last uh Thursday, Friday, Saturday in a mastermind with my business coach and an amazing group of people wizards and, and geniuses, um, you know, working on our businesses and, and working on ourselves very deeply. And that is invaluable. And there's a lot of structure there. I mean, we were working from 11 a.m. to 1130 at night for three days in a row. And, um, there was a lot of structure and, within that container we could achieve a greater sense of freedom um and, and the,
0: interdependence exactly the interdependence that comes from that you know especially uh, we did i think it was you know our very first episode i keep going back to that we talked about building spiritual community and the importance of building community and that's something that I know it's we hear so many people who contact us individually or together who are feeling really alone in this work and yet you know that interdependence that comes from seeing and witnessing other people who are in the same line of work as you or along a similar path as you and getting to cheer each other on and support each other kat and i do that for each other you know and you know we're super close we love doing that for each other and witnessing each other And, uh, and our clients, you know, we have our tribes of our clients too, and getting to create that sense of community, even though they don't know each other necessarily. There's this like, oh, there's this whole other group of people who's going through a similar journey. Or I have, uh, all my Reiki students are, um, I make sure to connect them. They've got, you know, this group of all my Reiki students over the years who can build relationships with each other and get together and trade sessions with each other and learn to build community that way. So the interdependence that comes from getting to catalyze each other further in our work and witnessing together is so beautiful.
1: Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, anything else? Any other uh, tips you have for people as we're like diving into our own freedom and what that means and our own sovereignty and...
0: Yeah. I think exploring, again, you know, kind of redefining freedom is one of the first parts. What what does freedom actually mean for you? When do you, and then, you know, once you figure that out of, okay, freedom means that I am able to do, be, do, and have these things in my life. That's, um, and actually, those are three that I really like to encourage people to think about. You know, be, you know, when I am free, I am this. I do this and I have this. So kind of think about that. What what does that mean for me when I am free? And noticing when and under what circumstances do those I be or I am, I do, and I have these things, when do we do that? When do we get to be that? When do we get to have that? And then how can we align our energies to that frequency in the most efficient and effective way? In order to create the freedom and the flow of energy, the flow of circumstances, the flow of our relationships, the flow of our work in the world, to be in alignment with having more of that, being more of that and doing more of that, which makes us feel truly free and expansive and sovereign. So that's what I would suggest is really start evaluating, start asking yourself these questions we live in a society that teaches us a lot of tolerance. We very easily tolerate our lives or we tolerate relationships, we tolerate living situations, we tolerate financial situations, we tolerate jobs, we tolerate family, but you know, because for whatever reason we feel like we can't change it or we can't have anything different. Yet, asking ourselves, does this person in my life? contribute to my feeling of freedom or detract from my feeling of freedom? Does this job in my life contribute to my feeling of freedom or detract from my feeling of freedom? Starting to bring ourselves in that evaluation process and really being willing to take action upon it. Again, going back to our, uh, our discussion around the slavery clause and the sovereignty clause, we will not be truly free and sovereign until every being on this planet is truly free and sovereign. So how do we start? Because that sounds a little bit like a monumental task. We start with ourselves. And when I am truly free and sovereign, I can support other people in helping them be truly free and sovereign and inspiring and, um, and catalyzing them in that. So, and that's how we do it. We do it slowly and we do it, you know, starting here internally, and claiming that for ourselves, really staking in the "I am" that you were talking about, the "I am" principle, and I, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's your homework. Claim your sovereignty. You know, no big deal, right? Just, <laughs> yeah.
1: Beautiful, Michelle. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that that's that's amazing. That's a lot for us to to uh, focus on. And now everybody go eat hot dogs and watch fireworks
0: I'm, oh, gonna, uh, I'm gonna go to work um <laughs> yeah I'm gonna go do a session and then comfort my dog fireworks are the worst I hate fireworks she hates fireworks and that's my plan every fourth of July is go over to my parents house and hang out with with my dog who is just a mess yeah
1: right so I think that's that's kind of where a lot of us are is just like making sure the dog doesn't freak out yeah. and um so so happy, happy independence, mm-hmm. um, happy freedom, happy sovereignty. Yeah, and happy interdependence. Yeah, happy interdependence. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Shaman Sister Sessions. Um, next week is going to be an amazing special. Uh, episode with Amateo Ra, and we are going to be talking about galactics and uh, galactic beings and diving into this topic. Amateo um, is a, uh, a top uh, trans channel. And, um, an an amazing, an amazing individual on so many levels and has a lot of information and knowledge on this topic as well as lots of other metaphysical topics. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a super fun conversation that'll be on the 11th, which is my birthday. Yay. Yay! And birthday episode. Yay. So that will be, uh, Tuesday, the 11th at noon Pacific. And you can watch all of our previous episodes uh, on our YouTube channel at Shaman Sisters Sessions. And also check out our Facebook page, Shaman Sisters Sessions. We would love to hear from you. If you have any um, comments or ideas about upcoming episodes or any questions about anything, we'd love to hear from you. You can also email us at shaman sisters sessions at gmail.com. Do you have anything going on right now, Michelle, that you...
0: Yes, I have uh, early bird sales just ended for my lunar alchemy program, which begins September 12th. But if, uh, if you do register before August 1st, I do have a, a little special freebie that I'm throwing in. So uh, go ahead and you can find more information about that at joyofenergy.com and click on New Moon Rising. In the, the menu bar and that's my New Moon Rising Lunar Alchemy course teaching you, how, teaching you how to delve into working with the lunar cycle in the most efficient and effective way to speed up your manifestation process and uh, increase the, the power of your intentions in the world. A lot of really amazing information in there and it's a six-week online course. Mm-hmm. Amazing, beautiful. Yeah. How about you? Anything going on?
1: I don't know. I don't, I have so many things going on. I'm not even promoting anything right now. (laughs)
0: Right. All right. Well, here, one last, uh, one last plug. Since Kat and I love working together so much and it was so fun. Like one of my favorite highlights of getting to go visit Cat uh, last week was getting to work with her and getting to work uh, with her on people. With, you know, we love it. It's great. And so, if you would like to work with us collectively, work with both of us together, we're offering a special deal where you get three sessions: one with Cat, one with me, and then one with us together. For eighteen hundred dollars. So, if you would like to receive the magic from both shaman sisters set, shaman sisters, not shaman sister sessions, you are totally welcome to do so. Please reach out with our through our email address, shaman sister sessions at gmail.com, if you'd like to take advantage and uh, and align with our alchemical work together.
1: Yeah, and so that would be about a, a month worth of work and support. Yeah. And uh, you know, we are we're very supportive in our in our offerings. Yes. Um, and yeah, so thank you very much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next week.
0: Yes, for the special Birthday Galactic episode.
1: Yay. It's going to be great.
0: Cool. All right. Take
1: care. Thank you, Michelle. Bye. Thank you. Bye.